The Gospel this morning is from the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Olivia. O Spirit of the living God, speak. Amen. These are the last written words in the Gospel of Matthew. They can be interpreted as the exclamation point or the tada proclaimed at confirmations and other church events. I have a piece of art hanging in my office inspired from this reading, given as a gift at my seminary graduation. We hear Jesus' words as a final blessing and ascending, spoken as equipped witnesses of Christ, prepared to take on the world. But there are no well-equipped disciples hearing this message. Only 11 are present betrayal having its way with one. Matthew writes that even in this climax moment, some worshipped and some doubted. There is no tightly wrapped bow adoring the gift. We don't get more ink from Matthew about what happened next after they climbed down that mountain, but if we follow the breadcrumbs from the Gospels of Luke and John, we've find the disciples back to fishing boats because they weren't exactly sure what else they were supposed to do, or coiled together as they wait for something to tell them it was time to take the next step. That next step, that push, the promised Holy Spirit does come as breath and wind, pouring these still-forming disciples out into the world. No beating of their breasts in confidence, but rather being all too aware they are not ready for what comes next. I wonder if these would be the words that Jesus would speak this morning as a way of sending the world from wounded places of today. The church prides itself on the verbs Jesus uses Go, do, baptize, teach. Many well-crafted church mission statements come from these verses because it is what the church is supposed to do. But we must finish the blessing to read what's scripted underneath. Jesus' last words, I am with you always until the end of the age. We take that to mean Jesus will always take our side to go where we go, but not so fast. 
These final words of blessing are bestowed for all people so that they may forever know God is tangled in all the layers of this life and promises to be revealed in the brokenness and the beauty, the sinful and the forgiven, the destroyed and the newly created. God will be made known in the work of the church and God will be made known in the places the church has not been or has refused to go. This is how the blessing covers the whole world. Jesus holds all authority and power given by God, but Jesus does not send disciples out holding this authority and power to coerce or control. Rather, it travels with them, most especially when the way is unclear, the next step unknown. That spirit as breath, as advocate, in other people so we may receive what they offer this world drawing us to God and to each other pastor Joel in a Bible study recently called it the dance of the spirit the movement of life is always connected to another are we to take the first step and move or should we follow we step on toes, hurtful and clumsy, but the spirit is still there in the pause and the misstep, extending grace as we partner with others. It's not work we can do from afar. It happens in the encounters of a living God in the here and now. I said last Sunday, the week before had been a painful exhale. The next breath hurts too. Yet what I have noticed to be true is the Spirit of God, Jesus' presence himself, does not leave us, even in the unrest and aching heart. God is in the painful conversations, grief that spills in all directions, the interruptions of spirit coming in unexpected in people in places thought dormant, Awkward steps, alone and together. As a predominantly white church, we need to hold up a mirror and look at ourselves. Learn about white privilege and the ways this privilege is a lens in which we see the world. An awareness that we must start with ourselves to learn of the power held in our white skin and begin to understand how our institutions, including the church, have been built to exclude rather than include. I have much to learn, as we all do. Yet the Spirit of God doesn't leave us as it grieves and recreates. There were many emails this week prefaced in something like this. I know I have a lot of work to do myself. I don't have answers. I know that I may be the least equipped at the table, but I feel called to face what is happening and engage to learn and listen, not alone, but as a community. Last week, like today, we gather and worship and hold the painful reality of George Floyd's murder by police, the burning of cities, the protests of pain, and the very awareness that we, as a church, need to repent to turn back to God and our neighbors. 
We don't have answers, but as we make our way, we're held by Jesus' words. I am with you always until the end of the age. This is not a promise as a lucky charm held in your pocket, but a promise of incarnate presence given to all people. Jesus will be found embodied in the world, and the word of grace about all of it is this promise holds us as we make our way. I'm not exactly sure what Jesus would say today, but we take these words from Matthew, along with forgiveness that comes saturated in bread and wine, and a promise that God will not leave us in this world, and a hope that Jesus calls us broken and blessed to join God's work in the world right now in whatever way you can. Graduating seniors, we see you today. I have a list of your names and I've been reading them one by one. Each of you holds a sacred story and unique gifts. You are the ones we have baptized and watched grow. Now entering a world all too aware that more is needed than diploma and honors. This is the moment Jesus speaks of this commission and this blessing and sending for all people and all nations. Of course, it's for you, but it's also for all people. Keep your hearts open to God showing up and not always when things go as expected. The dis disruptions, disappointments, and adaptations of these last months will continue. Learning and awareness is meant for a lifetime. Figuring out where God is calling you never ends. Look for the spirit of life in the body and the voice of your neighbor. Look for the places where you are called to join others to extend love for the sake of all people. God will always be there. And know that you are loved deeply by a community who has promised to know and celebrate your call in the world. This promise does not stop now as you graduate. It continues as you live each day. The presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, Michael C Curry, in his sermon last week, he used the spiritual, there is a balm in Gilead, as he centered his message. I commend this sermon to you, and I close with Bishop Curry's words. There is a part of us that just wants to throw up our hands, and in the words of the psalmist cry, how long, how long, O Lord, how long? And yet we're not victims of fate, we're people of faith. We are not doomed and condemned to continue our past into our present and future. We need not be slaves of fate. We follow the footsteps of Jesus. And this Jesus taught us that love will make a way out of no way. He taught us that sometimes you have to take up the cross and follow in his footsteps. And that if you dare to follow his way of love, you will find God's way of life. You will not submit to fate. We must not give in to fate. We must dare to follow Jesus in the way of love that can save us all. 
but I don't have the power to do that all the time. And I suspect neither do you, but God does. And that is why the singer of the spiritual had a verse that said, sometimes I feel discouraged and I think my life's in vain. But then that Holy Spirit, it revives my soul again. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. <laughs>